usually parents need to be more involved in school and we're wondering how we can involve them more. Now, our roles are reversed and we as teachers are wondering how we can be involved in the schooling of our students. I have been doing all the core subjects um, like I would at school. And then there are some optional. Um, science, history is optional. Art, story time, puzzles, games, those things are optionals. Several of the things that I've been doing that I have found life-giving have been kind of the extras to their normal schoolwork. So we have, student, uh, we have parents picking up packets once a week since we're mostly paper-based. So we cover mostly the core subjects, but I like to include something extra um, every week. Things that are optional. And I was not doing this the first several weeks because, you know, it was a bit of a maze back then. Um, but these are things that I've added in as um, we've gone. Things like jokes and candy, not only for the students, but also for the moms. Moms like a piece of chocolate too. Um, for students, you know, they can read a joke or a riddle after their checklist for the day is done. Um, the other big thing has been the WhatsApp groups. Um, each grade has a WhatsApp group. And I'll send story videos, um, either from our history books that we're reading or other story time chapter books. At the beginning, I kind of declared that I will do whatever it takes as long as I do not have to do video. <laughs> but I've kind of backtracked on that and caved in that and I've actually found it kind of enjoyable. Um, I like to spend a lot of time outdoors right now so when I see beavers in the pond I'll take a quick video to send to my kids um, or if I see a tree that's fallen over and looks like it's running away I'll take a picture of it and send it to my students. Um, and having the students then also engage with pictures and videos has been really has been a good way to feel like we're having shared experiences and feel like we're in the classroom. Probably the biggest thing that I have done to, to help this connection stay there is doing some Zoom meetings with them. Sometimes it's tests, sometimes it's just visiting. And they can't all be on, maybe all the time, but there's a lot that will join. That's been good and also the moms have been doing so well at taking pictures um, maybe you have an art project or sending a little video, a song they learned or something like that, and putting it on a WhatsApp group chat so the children can see each other and hear each other, and I can too. The word that I've been thinking about <clears throat> the most in connection with, with what I am learning is the word relationship. Because when, when the children are there in the classroom, we invest a lot of time and energy in developing relationships. That's very important. Well, relationships are just really important to the whole learning process. But now suddenly the children are gone. And uh, so relationship has to take different, has to turn a little differently. And so a lot of what I'm going to talk about has to do with how I am working at building relationships with mothers. And Barbara already um, referred to some of that early on. Our principal um, urged that we would, rather than just texting answers back when the mothers would ask questions, that we would just simply call them. And uh, it, it was kind of funny because I suddenly realized that I was creating this distance myself by just texting instead of calling. And so I started calling and just loved 
how different it feels to at least hear a tone, a voice. Um, so from that, I decided to I decided to call each of the mothers and just ask them, so how is it going? What is frustrating to you? How can I better help? And that was one of the best things that I have done. It was really good. I learned so much um, by mothers who said, well, this is what this is what's frustrating me. Well, then I could address that. And a different one would say something else. For example, with, um, with our history, I was doing history videos. And then we decided that instead of doing tests, I would just have the children narrate the story to a parent or an older sibling. And for most of them, that worked just fine. But one mother said that, that her son was really struggling with that. Well, I, didn't, I would not have known if I wouldn't just picked up the phone and called. And so I was able to say, well, how about this? Have him use, I, I just said to use the chance as the base from which to narrate. And, uh, and she said, oh, that helps so much. Other mothers talked about motivation. Well, of course, I know their children. I know what kinds of things motivate them. So I was able to give ideas of how how to, um, how to address that. Um, so, so that's something I've been doing. I've, I've been calling when they ask questions, I've been calling a lot. And I actually kind of look for excuses to go, to go see them. Um, for example, my mother uh, texted me the other day saying that she had, could not find a paper that she knew she was supposed to have. And she suggested that that I could maybe, <clears throat> so she was needing this paper. So I just said, sure, I'll just bring it over. Well, then we had a great, a great interaction there on the front porch. You know, we could still keep our distance. Then yesterday, another mother was asking for a paper and suggested I would email it. But they only live a couple miles away from school. And I said, well, I'm just looking for excuses to be able to see my, my students. So it was a great interaction, the kind of interaction I wouldn't normally have had. So here's the older son, and here's, here's my student and the mom and a little, little brother, and just had a great time of, you know, so I didn't go into the house. We could still practice our social distancing, but it was just a really good time that I know they enjoyed and I really enjoyed. Um, and then another thing that I... At the beginning, I said, I intend to pray for them every day. And I started out well. But then one day, it was, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, one of the mothers started a thread on our group chat, just saying, making herself vulnerable and saying, things are not going well for me. And uh, was just asking for the other mothers to, to give input. And that was a wonderful interaction because lots of mothers chimed in. Some gave ideas and some said, yeah, that's how it's going for me too. And, uh, and then it was just such a, a tap on the shoulder for me. Hey, Betty, you have been forgetting to pray regularly for them. So I've been making that a real practice of everyday praying for each of the children. And then recently I started, um, well, I love when people pray for me and I love when they tell me how they are praying. So I started um, telling them in the morning. So these are the things I'm praying for you today. But if you have specific requests, let me know. So that's what happened this morning. One of the mothers specifically gave me a request. And so I got to do something I've been, I've been wishing to do. I've been wishing to, to take a casserole or some food item over to mothers. I would idealize doing it for all of them, but I don't expect to get that done. But I was able to take some food over for her. And I took um, so 
some flowers that are blooming, just a little bouquet. And there too, it just, it, it felt like a way to make connection and relationships. I told someone recently that I, I would say our relationship, my relationships with the parents, with the mothers has definitely been strengthened through this time. And I say, well, now that is a real benefit. Um, so like Anna said, we don't want to waste a good crisis. And uh, I, want, I want to be able to hang on to the good things that are happening through this. So the way that I've been checking lessons, my moms have been doing most of the checking. I take WhatsApp pictures of my teacher guides, the full layout page every day and send them out to my moms for the next day. And they do a lot of the checking. I've also been going into homes um, often once a week to each of those places. And I do a fair bit of checking then as well. Those are several ways that we've been getting the checking covered. Normally, a test that we would have done at school was to, yes, inform us, but also to inform the parent how they're doing. And now it's just really reversed because the parents are seeing the daily work. And we need to actually understand, are they progressing? Are they ready for their next grade? It's definitely given a picture into people's families' lives. And this morning, after I practiced flashcards and Bible memory with some of my children, we went out to the woods and tramped around in the mist and looked at the cabin they were building and the Indian teepees they were building. And they were so delighted to show me everything. And so it's definitely created a connection that probably wouldn't be there otherwise. Giving enough structure to those who want the full nine yards of details without making the others feel like they should do all of it. So that's something that, that has been helpful to reiterate numerous times. Now, here are ideas. You don't have to do it this way. We've tried to intentionally tell parents that we would like for the lower grade students to be able to finish by lunch. And if you are, if they're diligent, I said, if they are diligent and stay on task, and I would not wish for them to work more than three, at the most three and a half hours. And I said, if they are doing more than that, putting in more than that amount of time, then here are ideas of where you can cut corners. And so I made a little document of, for spelling, this is where I would cut corners. For math, this is where, on another one, no, I don't think this is a good one to cut corners on. But just that to give mothers the freedom to be the teacher and to decide what, um, where to cut. And one of Carolyn and I think Barbara too mentioned the isolation and in that sense of inadequacy that a lot of mothers are feeling. Um, so I think it's really important to, to affirm, like was said. One of the mothers told me the second week, she said, I just realized that the reason I was feeling so irritated last week was because I feel really ignorant. I can't answer my students' quest, my children's questions. And, and I just thought that it was really insightful for her to say, oh, so that's why I'm feeling irritated. Um, so it just gave me a picture again of how we do need to affirm them and support in every way we can, including praying regularly for them. Yesterday, uh, I worked with the whiteboard that, that's available to share the screen. And I was with my third graders in math, working with angles, the right angles, the acute and obtuse. And so I put a ray up on the whiteboard 
and then selected shapes and got a box and stuck the box at the bottom end of the ray. And then I got another ray and attached it to the corner of the box where the other ray was. And then I was able to just pull that ray out and pull it up above the box and below the box and right along the perpendicular corner of the box to show the right angle and actually just go all the way out around that first ray and keep asking, so, so what kind of an angle is this? And in a way, it felt like I, they were actually getting a visual that was stronger and maybe more understandable than anything I've taught with that lesson before. So that was something that I found very useful. Uh, after the lesson today, I took pictures of the, the answer key for, for uh, today's lesson. And typically I go through and score their, their lessons with them before starting the new lesson. But tomorrow I plan to just put that up on the whiteboard as they can see as well as hear instead of just hear because sometimes hearing can be a little difficult and sometimes um, I, I just have to rely on my voice before, but now they can actually visually see it. Mm -hmm. So I'm slowly starting to do a bit more. Uh, just recently, also from a co-teacher, they mentioned, um, I don't know if any of you have ever seen uh, X-Pen. It looks like this. Um, it has a pen, and the pen can work instead of the mouse. Um, and you're able to to write on it on, for instance, if you're using Zoom, uh, you can use it for the whiteboard and uh, you can just write on it. Uh, it's a little easier for some to write within a mouse uh, if you're using a whiteboard on Zoom. They run, I think, about $23 on Amazon, something like that. Um, XP Pen. Um, I think probably for some, there some people may be about as steady on a mouse as on this, but for some, it also can have a feature where depending how legible your writing is, uh, you can write fairly fast on it and it uh, translates it into text or type, uh, which possibly for some that might feel, it does take a little time if you're trying to write on the whiteboard with a mouse uh, to write in a way that that looks neat enough for at least many people's standards. Um, and so that can be kind of a nice feature. Yes, and I would say for myself as well, I'm hoping that being more familiar with some some technology forms and platforms can be something I'll take back with me into regular life whenever that happens again. One thing I thought of is we don't want to get too good at this online thing. People will start to think we can keep this up. That's right. That's right. So, good point. I've been using my little friends to help me teach. Videos can get boring and dry. And if I use these little assistants to help me introduce my lessons, like the mouse I use to do um, prepositions, anywhere a mouse can go. Good morning, fourth grade. Mr. Tennis, we're live. He was introducing uh, finding the area of a of a shape. Meet Professor SQ Area. Uh, professor, these are my students, my fourth grade students that are watching our video today. They are a wonderful bunch of students. They work hard. And they're doing all of their lessons at home. So that's the reason we're making a video. Oh, 
That sounds good. Small things like that to introduce the lessons. It gives the students something to look forward to, see what see what's coming up the next morning. One of our teachers is actually just filling um, a regular size mailing envelope with a few pieces of candy or something small like that, sealing it and giving it with their next week's work packet with a note on top saying, um, you may open this once you've completed all your work for the week. And she says that has been a smashing success. <laughs> Our greatest challenge has been, or the, what the parents have been mentioning the last week is getting the students motivated, keeping them motivated because first three weeks everything is new and everyone is enjoying it but now this uh last week and it's been challenging keeping the students motivated to get their work done so every morning i've been putting it on our whatsapp group i've put a motivation on i think the favorite one has been so far that i said after every student in your family has completed one subject then listen to a story which i had recorded and sent to them and uh, i got some feedback on that one that they really appreciated it and then I did that in three parts after the second lesson and after the, I think after all their work was done, they could listen to the last part of the story. So that has been a good one. Um, I had some students struggling with motivation too. And one thing I did last week was I sent home an envelope with some little treats inside. It was sealed and it said on the outside, you may open this when your whole week's work is completed. And some students really latched onto that and were, it helped to get them motivated. But it just had a few little pieces of candy and things inside and, um, a balloon and an airhead. And I think I'm going to try again this week to sending another envelope with something else in there. Um, this is a little reward when they, when they get the whole week completed. So how can you bring closure to the end of a year like this? Because it feels, it, you know, we were just jerked out all of a sudden. We haven't made any definite plans for this yet, but uh, at our school, we are talking about having some kind of closing event as soon as, you know, as soon as we're able to, as soon as people can be out in public again. Uh, a school picnic, um, maybe, you know, have time for each classroom to do something together for a while. Um, and again, we haven't made any definite plans. We've just talked about it a little bit. But uh, I, I think it is important to plan some kind of event like that, even if it's June or July or August, you know, who knows. Um, but as soon as we can, to just have a, some kind of closing school event. Um, one thing that we are doing in our school is we, when we do our final packet drop-off, we, we are going to, we're inviting all the parents and kids to drive to school. So when they come, we, we are going to have milk and, oh, they don't know this yet, but we're going to have milk and donuts for them. So we're hoping to keep some of our same traditions that we would have had even had we had physical school here at the end of the year. The other thing we're doing is just just before the drop off, we're going to do a Zoom together and hopefully that will give our graduates a time to talk as well. Something that's been on my mind, on my heart, is a saying, I think maybe it was even Louis Giglio that said it just recently, let go of the idea that you have to hold it all together. It's not about us. And, and I think we have to let go and let let God work in this unusual circumstance. Um, the parents are doing a, an excellent job. They're doing the best they can. Worrying about September is not just letting go. And, and I want to be willing to do that. And yeah, blessings to you all as you finish up your year and, and in those 
in this unusual circumstance. It kind of fits with what I was thinking of um, ending with. Someone was, was challenging um, some of us recently about not, not looking at this as a time where to just get through as quickly as you can and get back to normal. Um, because the normal, we don't, we actually, we're going, we're changing through this. And so when we go back to being able to interact like we were used to, we don't want to just go back to the same normal. We want to take back with us the good things we have learned because it is an opportunity. This is not a waste. It's not an interruption that's not without lots of good treasures to come with it. For more free resources that support teaching and learning, visit the docforlearning.org.